I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hello, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. And we are here, per usual, talking life, love, and business. But today, by the way, I just want to say thank you to those of you who wrote in. I got a ton of direct DMs on Instagram and tons of comments on the post about the podcast from last week, Life is Hard Part 2. And yeah, we just really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you very much. There was a lot of and there's so many comments I haven't even read them yet. All I did, I opened Instagram and saw these people tagged me in comments and sent me some messages. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for the yeah. love and thanks for the well wishes and the help and kind of everything we're going through. So, for the support. Yeah. And an update is, I mean, you're significantly better than you were a week ago when we recorded that podcast. Yes. I, Yeah. Today, I'm like right now, I've been, the kids, the Ruby has been crying since, or was crying at 4.15 this morning or something. She cried off and on from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yes. And so, I've been up since 4, so I'm a little tired. Penelope started crying at 5. Yeah, and then it's been (laughs) activities all day. So, I'm trying to, this is a big journey for me to like pay attention to my energy levels and... And it's been a big day today. I mean, we have Thanksgiving here in the United States as we're recording. This is tomorrow. So it's a big activity. But yeah, overall, I'm doing much better. Like I, I've been able to shower and taking baths and my skin is getting better. It's also known as the red man syndrome. So I have a uh, a woman who wrote in and said that she sees stuff like this. And she's an IC or I see what intensive ICU care. Yeah, nurse. ICU you nurse. And uh, her daughter went through something like this when she was 13 years old. And so she knew, but because she sees this a lot in the, in the intensive care is that she caught it at her daughter much earlier and never got as bad as what mine was. Um, we posted a picture of it. Like two, if you go to katenorther.com forward slash podcast, I think two episodes or three episodes ago, there was a picture of this, uh, of what my skin looks like. And, um, and we can post it in this one too. So just the previous pictures. And uh, yeah, so it's just rest and recover and that this type of thing can happen from antibiotics or steroids, which we talked a little bit about last from week. From getting off of them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So just sort of a, I am not a doctor, uh, but PSA, don't take steroids or antibiotics unless you absolutely have to, because they wreak havoc on your body. Yeah. And if you're going to take them, I would ask the person that's prescribing them what they know about the red man syndrome and see what they have to say about that or maybe why that happens. And I think it's kind of a full, like, it's just like a total package that all happen. Of course, stress and emotions. And there's a lot of other things besides just like the antibiotic, right? That compounded in this, oh, which yeah, we talked about this last storm. week. Yeah. So it was perfect. Storm. But you're getting better. Mike has t- gone on a solo adventure with Penelope to the grocery store twice, which is great. And I was able to leave the house for 30 minutes today with you at home with both girls, even though only one of them was awake and knowing that that you would be okay, even if Ruby had woken up during that 30 minutes. So that felt really big. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And small Penelope win- and small I, wins. we've had fun at the grocery store. Oh Whole gosh, Foods, she so loves cute. it. She loves going to the grocery store. She is hysterical. This morning, she woke up at 5 a.m. I laid with her for a while because she has like this croupy cough and, and she's okay. But I just, 
you know, she needed a little extra support. And then, <laughs> then I told her she needed to stay in bed after I went to feed Ruby until her sleeper hero turned green, which is this little doll that turns green at 625 when it's okay for her to leave her room. And, and as like, as she was starting to play in her room, I, I pulled up the shade and stuff and she comes in and she had like immediately gotten out of bed and put on her tutu that has a little piggy tail and the bow tie that goes with it. And she was like right at it. And she just needed me to fix her tail and make sure the sweater was tucked in properly. <laughs> it's very funny. She was adorable. Okay. So anyway, just to thank you to everyone who's thinking about us, Mike's doing way better. I think your love and prayers are already working. And today, I'm so excited. Yesterday, we announced that my new book, Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time Management for Busy Moms, is officially available for pre-order. So today is a celebration show of that, and Mike read the book, and what did you have to say about it? It's great. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. It's really good. Like, number one, you're a really good writer. And I was really, I loved going through it and talked about, because we've done a lot of the things mentioned in there, we've we've done previously in, you know, just through our life. And some things that you've done, and we've talked about this a lot before. So it was cool just to see all the ways that you've been able to implement these experiments in your own life to get better results and then even helping your clients to be able to do this as well inside of origin etc yeah and you're just such a good writer like i really love this book but i'm really excited for the next one (laughs) and i don't even know what the next one is i know you have an idea for it so we're not going to talk about it right now but just like yeah i think the writing uh, your writing is evolving from like money, a love story to this book and then kind of really finding your groove and what is kicking in is pretty cool. And I like to see what's coming next for your next, you know, it's like as you continually evolve for what you have going on. But I think do like, like I think it's such a great landscape for, cause there's 14 experiments and you can talk about the layouts of this as well, but it doesn't mean you have to implement all 14 right now, you know? And it's like wherever, or ever. And it's just like pick one or two of them and see what actually resonates with the reader to put into play. And I love the I love the 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 book cover. Like I think it's so I think it's cool. You can find it over on com forward slash pre order and I'll tell you, you know, about our pre order bonuses and stuff later. But if you want to see a picture of the book. Yeah. And just there. to pre order it, go do that, of course. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a good it's a good piece of writing. Yeah, it's nice to because I know you worked really hard on this and you you know just writing a book takes time and it's hard <laughs> and it's like it's a it's a real project. It's so funny because a lot of people have asked me like, can you? T- <laughs> I get the question a lot. Can you talk more about your writing process and like how? Because I am I get books done pretty quickly. Mm-hmm both of my books I wrote do less in I started in mid-October and I finished it Christmas Eve and turned it in and money a love story I basically wrote all but two chapters in a month so I just want you to know if you're listening to that and you don't write that way that's really great too Mm -hmm. there's writing something faster is not necessarily better it just happens to be my process and I get a lot of questions from people like can you talk to me about your writing process and like how do you get a book written? 
or how do you find, you know, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, I just like put the time in my calendar and then I sit at my computer and I write. It's just not that interesting as far as I, Glennon Doyle, who I adore, posted that she was starting to write her next book and which I'm so excited to read. And also she was like, you know, this is the non-sexy part where I sit by myself and put words on the paper so I can process mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> it was just, I wrote Danny Shapiro, didn't she? She came on our podcast mm-hmm. and she said somebody, they wanted to like send kids to shadow her yeah. work as a, as a working writer to shadow her day as a working writer. And she was like, so they're going to come sit and watch me type on my computer. Like, how is that interesting? But I just want to say also that I always want to know about other writers processes. So I'm not saying it's a stupid question by any means. I have asked it many times. It's really fascinating to hear how other people do it. You know, I know Glennon wrote her book at, you know, at 5 a.m. in the closet in her bedroom because it's the only place she could get away from her kids, which I so (laughs) relate to that. And mine, I wrote it for one hour a day while Penelope was napping Mm -hmm. um, because that was the time I had, even on the weekends. That was, I broke my rule. I don't have like a hard and fast rule of not working on the weekends, but I would say 80% of the time I don't work on the weekends, but to get the book done, I was pregnant and I knew, you know, there was like a hard deadline on with the baby coming out and stuff. So yeah. Anyway. No, I think it's, uh, we were talking about this in the car the other day, but I've heard uh, this guy, Russell Brunson, that runs a company called ClickFunnels. I heard he's getting ready to write his third book and he's not, you consider yourself a writer. He does not. He considers himself a marketer. Right. And just like putting a funnel expert, basically. And he is his next book comes out in September of 2019. And it's due. It's due September of 2019. I heard him talking about this because he self publishes. No, he's using a publisher, I guess, this time. That's what he said. How could it be due September 2019 and be? No, it's not. Out? I don't think it's coming out then. It's oh, due. due. Yeah, he okay. said it's due. And I think so. Regardless, it's either coming out September 19, whatever. But he that's not the point of the story the point is he god i'm my humor is coming back this is good like i'm laughing this is nice but the uh he said that he did a live event recently and taught it it's his next book's called traffic secrets and he just taught the concepts of traffic secrets and then he's refining those and he'll teach them again and then he'll put them in his book so it's it's a little bit you know, and everybody's got a different strategy to be able to do it. But I think for myself as not as someone that I wouldn't consider myself a, a writer since I've been sick, I've been journaling every day and it's cool to sit down and just to think about like you always had writer block or, or, you know, you hear writers block a lot and you hear a lot of people that have newspaper deadlines, et cetera, that writer's block is just made up because it's a thing that's just made up because if you have a newspaper deadline every day, you got to write. And so I've just been writing, I don't know, like a couple pages, you know, just in a journal. I go back now, I can't even read it because I'm just writing so fast. You know, some of it, it's so sloppy and it's cool to just like have things flow. And I've never been, I've never had an experience like this until now where I can just sit down and just ideas are flowing without judgment, right? It's just like you just kind of write and judge and or write and judge. But just you just write without <laughs> judgment. Great program. We should call have a launch a program called Write, write and Judge. And judge. <laughs> but I remember in the car and we were talking about how we're seeing all these things about now communicating with God, right? 
And for me, I asked you how you talk to God. And I read a book uh, recently that they said, when people say they're connecting or finding God, he's like, that's all BS because it's, it's reestablishing the connection that's always been there. So it's not like they're finding him like, or her or God, the being it, it. it's not, uh, it's just that I'm reestablishing that connection that I lost a long time ago. And so for you, you said when your writing is that communication with God. And because I read, I remember reading your first, so now I've read the finished copy, but this was the before the finished copy. And I sent you like a paragraph or I read it out loud. You read it to me. You, we were sitting across from each other on the couches and you just suddenly read this quote. Like, I don't remember why I was just sitting there doing something else. Yeah. I was like, listen to this. Yeah. You said, listen to this. So you read this quote and I was like, (laughs) I was like, wow, that was amazing. Who wrote that? And I said, you did. This is out of your new book called Do Less. Yeah. And she was like, like, wow, (laughs) no recollection of writing that, which happened when I read Money, A Love Story. I, there were many parts of it that I was like, I did not remember writing that part. It's not that I didn't write it, but like, I didn't really write it. Like my ego personality, Kate did not really, Mm -hmm. you know, I just sit down and then I trust that what needs to come through comes through. And I, and I did share this on our copywriting episode of the podcast i don't remember what it was called but it was a couple weeks ago you can find it on katenorthup.com forward slash podcast oh something secrets to writing good copy or something but i talked about that i say a little prayer before Mm -hmm. i write which is that may i say what needs to be said that's great i love that it's really because then i just if i'm saying it then i trust that it needs to be said whether it ends up in the book or not is completely separate so for example in do less i actually wrote my birth story with penelope for the first time which was a really traumatic experience and beautiful in certain ways but also really traumatic Actually, Sarah Kathleen Peck of Startup Pregnant, um, which is another great podcast, by the way, asked us each to record episodes of both of our birth stories, not ours personally when we were born, but of our girls. So we might do that in the future. Whoa, baby. Um, But anyway, I'd never written the story before. And I sat in my office crying my eyes out writing this story. And it was a really, really powerful experience for me. And then when I got the first round of edits back from my editor, she was like, this story is amazing, but I'm not sure that it has a place in this book. So it got cut. But I trust that it needed to be said Mm -hmm. for me and quite possibly to unlock something else that ended up in the book. So I don't believe in anything wasted. No, it'll come later. I don't believe in wasted words. It may come later. It might go into something later or it may not. May not. It may just have been for what it was. So... Anyway, I'm really excited that this book is coming out. I love this book. I really do. What do you love about it? Well, I just love that it's so practical. And here's here's what I'm good at. I'm just going to toot my horn for a second. I am really good at taking esoteric or theoretical concepts and making them practical and giving people a way to actually try them in their life today. Because there's a lot of theory out there around, you know, being more intentional with your time or simplifying your life or minimalism. Now, my book is my book is by no stretch of the imagination about minimalism, but there's sort of like some, if you were to draw a Venn diagram, right? There's like the sort of intentional lifestyle design people and there's the minimalist people and then there's some other folks too, but there's like that little overlap of those two circles. 
and uh, there are a lot of the material out there is fantastic. And like, for example, I have a whole chapter on the 80-20 rule. I've read about the 80-20 rule in many, many books. I think um, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, was the first book that introduced me to it. But a lot of people talk about the 80-20 rule. But no one had ever given me a way to actually figure out what are the 20% of actions in my business that will lead to 80% of my results. No one actually said, they just said, in theory, 20% of your actions will lead to 80% of your results. So you should try to increase the 20%. And I was like, great. But I never actually did that because I didn't know exactly how to figure it out. So as I was writing this book, I came up with a super simple exercise to figure it out. It'll take you about three to five minutes. And and then you'll know, here's a list of my 20% of things. Here's what I actually need to make more space in my calendar for. So that's what I love about this book. It takes the theoretical and makes it really practical so you can actually reap the rewards in your life. And it makes it very digestible. And, you know, I basically, I said in some email I wrote, I can't remember, I said I wrote this book as a love letter to working mothers. And I, by the way, I just want to say, I have heard, you know, seen in my Instagram feed, a lot of commentary around the term working mothers and how we need to retire that term because we don't really talk about working fathers or, you know, like, what's it like to be a working mother versus like we just talk about, right, that it's sort of sexist. And while I do agree with that on some level, for sure, the truth is in our current society today, there are some unique challenges about being a working mother that are quite similar to challenges of being a working father, for sure. But I think that given the traditional role of women and the way that that's evolved over time, like there are some timely issues right now that I can only speak for myself that are unique to to women or mm-hmm. people who identify as women or people who identify with feminine energy, because quite honestly, this really applies to everybody. And to that end, the book is also really, of course, you know, you gotta follow, not you, not you have to, we chose to write the subtitle, A Revolutionary Approach to Time Management for Working Moms. No, it's not for working moms. It's for busy moms. Anyway, I really wrote it with working moms in mind. But um, but all moms are working because all dads are working too. Like It's hard work to have kids. And this really applies if you consider yourself a nurturer because there are many friends of mine who do not have children and they mother in many, many ways. And they parent in many ways and they nurture in many ways. And this book would completely apply to anybody who would consider themselves a caretaker or a nurturer. So the book is laid out. It has a sort of an introduction part where I lay the groundwork for the book. I explain cyclical energy, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably have heard me talk about before cyclical project planning and the four phases of the moon, the four phases of the menstrual cycle and the four seasons and the four phases of what I call the upward cycle of success and how those all play together. If you haven't listened, you can go back to some past episodes. I know I talked about that quite a bit. And so I go into that. I also I'm very proud of chapter two, which is called Global Evidence for Doing Less. So our friend, and she also works with us, our editor, Julia Nichols, helped me to scour research for all of the data that actually shows that doing less does, in fact, make you more productive, healthier, happier, and increase your bottom line. 
as a business. And that's pretty cool too. So I'm really proud of that chapter because we all really like data for our minds to chew on. And then I talk about egg wisdom, which is something that I learned about from my mom, Christian Northrup. And it's really the science of why feminine energy is incredibly attractive and really good at receiving if we are willing to tap into our egg wisdom. And then it goes into 14 very small ways that you can practice doing less in your own life to just try it on for size. So you could do it as like a two-week program where you just did one experiment a day, or you could just use it Oracle style and open one a day, but it really does. It is written in sequence. Like it's meant to be read as a book Mm -hmm. as opposed to like an Oracle, but I do like to pop that out there because some people like to read books that way. Yeah. And at the end of the book, you're going to feel like you're enough. And that's really the point. So I'm pretty pumped. And Oh, what else did I want to say? I also wanted to say that when you go to katenorthup.com forward slash pre-order, you get five really awesome bonuses, which are worth $649. And they are a how to set boundaries lesson. So if you are a boundary avoider or somebody who does not like boundaries, setting boundaries because it feels scary to you and you don't want to hurt people's feelings, that lesson is for you. So you can go you can go learn how to set boundaries over there. I have been somebody in the past who struggled with this. And so that's where I taught the lesson from because I've overcome it and I've become a boundary rock star. And you can too. You will also get the how to increase your results while decreasing your work by 80%. So increasing your results by 80%, decreasing your work by 80%. And that is, of course, the 80-20 rule. So in that lesson, you're going to get that exercise that I just teased. And then you'll also get an interview I did with Latham Thomas, who's a friend of mine. She's the founder of Mama Glow and the author of Own Your Glow. And also one I did with Dr. Shafali Sabari, who is the New York Times bestselling author of The Awakened Family and Conscious Parenting. So you'll get those all for free immediately when you pre-order the book. So that could be today. And then your seat will be reserved for a live course I'm teaching, live meaning live online, in the springtime after the book comes out. And it's called Do Less Together, a guided course. So it'll be a six-week course where we're going to go through the book together. There will be teaching that I'll share of examples, stories, and tools, strategies that are not in the book because I wrote the book a year ago. And by the time the book comes out, it will have been a year and a half ago. So I have more to say. (laughs) There will be more to say that didn't make it in the book. So I'll be teaching that in the course. Plus there will be live Q&A. So that'll be like a group book experience. And that's that's cool. That's a $197 value. So, but you'll get that for free when you pre-order your book. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty pumped. I didn't know all that. Surprise. I've been doing a lot behind the scenes that I have not been telling you. Yeah, I'm aware. Because I've been taking care of myself. Um, well, that's awesome, Kate. Yeah. What are you most proud of with this book? I'm most proud of this book, the parts in this book that go against cultural programming. So talking about, let's say, the wisdom of the menstrual cycle, talking about women as cyclical beings, giving women permission to take a freaking break, giving people, by the way, permission to take a break. Mm-hmm. There's still a part of me, because I grew up in this culture also, that feels like that's wrong or bad. And what, I'm, to take a break? Yeah, or, and to talk about those things. Yeah. Oh. Tr- and to take a break. I could tell you a whole th- slew during this time. Like, I mean, that's a that's a big thing. About taking a break. 
Yeah. Yeah, and just I the, mean, it's been the, really challenging of the cultural norm. So I think you're you're really onto something about the like it's been hard. Yeah. Honestly, to have to take I, I was being forced to take time off, you know, during this time. So it's been very big challenge. Yeah. And your body, by the way, that's one of the premises in the book. Your body will take the time that your body needs mm-hmm. if you don't give it. Yep. Yeah. Even um, Aubrey Marcus, the founder of On It, was in a car crash. And he did a video about that. And he just said, your body's going to take longer than you expect to heal, you know, well, for him yeah. to heal. Yeah, and if you don't regularly take care of yourself, your body will make sure that you do. Yes. By getting sick. Yep. And taking you out, which is what you've been experiencing. That is correct. So it's not lost on me that I was writing this book at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm really proud of saying the things that maybe are not as popular or, you know, this is not a book about the hustle. This is not a book about you know, get to six figures, seven figures. This is not a book about making more money. This is really not a book about the shiny thing that there's a part of all of us that feels like it's going to be the thing. It's not a book about that. It's a book about what's real. Hmm. And I wrote this book because, you know, my mom didn't have the freedom to do less in any area of her life. She chose a career as a pioneer in the medical field that as a woman at a time when she, you know, a story I've told before on the podcast, I think is that when she was in her early days as a doctor, her colleagues, her male colleagues, she was one of the only female doctors, period, let alone female OBGYNs, her colleagues didn't even know she had kids. So she was operating so separately as her career and in her life, like as completely two different human beings because showing up at work as a mother was seen as such a sign of weakness. And so that was only one generation ago. And this book, you know, I wish my mom had had something like this permission to, it just wasn't at the time, it just wasn't possible. And women like my mother have made this conversation possible. And then I wrote it for the women of my generation who still think that in order to have it all, we have to do it all. And then I wrote it for our daughters so that they know that their worth is not tied to what they do. And then what are you most proud of in yourself during this time? I am really proud of myself for finally taking myself seriously and knowing that I really do have something unique to offer. I really do have a voice that's worth getting out there I really can take my ideas seriously. It's not that I have to take myself seriously. I really do think I can like, I can take myself seriously without being serious, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. <laughs> Cause I still, you know, my grandfather who I never got a chance to meet always said anything worth taking seriously is worth making fun of. So I completely agree with that. And also I'm, pr- I feel like I finally stuck a landing on this one, you know, in gymnastics, the girl does the big trick and she's so amazing. And then sometimes she, she hops a little bit after her landing or the man, because men do gymnastics as well. And it's so satisfying to watch a gymnast, like come off those fricking flips and then just like stick it and just stay in one place and put her arms up. And I feel like this is the first time in my career that I stuck the landing. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for asking. It's true. 
I can second that. I can, because I've been around, you know, seeing you, you know, and operate. And especially with the Origin Live event that just happened. And yeah, it's true. Like, just to back up here, you don't need my validation of it, but. But I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. So that's the story of Do Less, a revolutionary approach for time to time management for busy moms. I'll try that again. Do Less, a revolutionary approach. <laughs> to time management for busy moms. I don't know why that preposition I'm having trouble it's with. It's because you we the, the subtitle has taken a long time oh to come gosh. together. Oh my gosh. The that's machinations why. on the subtitle. That's my why goodness. It's confusing. Anyway. Yeah. Next time I say the subtitle, maybe I'll stick that landing too. But I know for sure that the book itself I stuck the landing even if I can't say the subtitle. Subtitles are hard. I still don't even know what the subtitle is for Money, a Love Story. So thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. As one of our loyal listeners, I would be so grateful if you head over to katenorthup.com forward slash pre-order and pre-order the book because the more pre-orders we get, the more than book sellers know that this is gonna be a hit and the more they will stock this coming in the spring. And then the more they stock this, the more books will be sold and the more women will get permission to tune into their own natural cyclical being and know that they are enough, whether they rest, whether they work, whether they mother, whether they don't, whatever they choose to do. So this is about the furtherment, the upliftment of women and girls. And this is my book right now is my particular way of doing that right now. So you can help by pre-ordering the book, tell your friends, the gifts are awesome. Yeah. Congrats, Kate. Thanks, honey. See you next time. What's the website to go for? KateNorthup.com forward slash pre-order. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to KateNorthup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.